0: want um i I can talk about like people sending hate or judge me but it starts with me not judging other people first right Right. Right? i love that
1: you are listening to the spicy chai podcast i'm your host maruk imtiaz and i'm on a journey to create inspiring helpful and meaningful content this podcast is not going to showcase high profile individuals spouting hollow advice like find your passion or hustle harder Instead, my mission is to bring you the voices of people who are just a bit ahead of you, people you can relate to, and the people who will inspire you to put your own voice out there. So grab your cup of spicy chai and let's get this show started. Welcome to the Spicy Chai Podcast. Today's guests have pushed themselves out of their comfort zone after breaking a long term relationship, moving to different provinces, starting a clothing line, and starting a brand online, all in the middle of a pandemic, just so that they can follow their dreams. They're constantly breaking the rules to follow their happiness. And aside from being a total badass and crushing it in their personal life, they've also seen the results online. You see, they started their TikTok in March of last year. And they had zero followers. And today they have over 16,000 followers. Incredible. Welcome to the show, Atib. Hi, this is Background Marok. Just letting you know that right now, Atib has over 25,000 TikTok followers. So this was recorded around a month ago and he already has 25,000. Anywho, back to the interview.
0: Thank you so much. man. That was a great bio. I feel so good about myself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, you definitely should. So... I just want to start off like, what is your story? Uh, what got you all started? Where was the motivation? If you could just start us off there.
0: Sure. Oh, wow. That I can take that question anywhere, to be honest, like, I don't even know if I should go back to my childhood or uh, university, but I think... Wherever well, you want. Yeah, no. You for start sure. with the
1: hospital you were born in. I'm just joking. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right <laughs> back since yeah. I was born. Um, I think like one thing has been consistent throughout my life uh, that I've seen. I've been very, in a sense, like passionate about just getting generally just like getting better at different things. Like, you know, be it like I had like when I look at, back at my teens and early 20s, I've had like what people would call phases, but I see it as more all had like, those. <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> yeah um and I went from like oh like being like a total nerd in my early teens like a bookworm Harry Potter all books just diving into books day in day out the next like my late teens like basketball jockey completely different shift you know and then I had a phase where I was playing guitar I had long hair I wasn't in this band (laughs) and you know like completely different phases like you would say like they're completely different personalities um but I, I think in the core of it all I was I always loved trying different things and being creative. And I think that sparked a lot of my growth. I didn't like being boxed into one thing. And maybe you could say I would get bored of doing one thing over and over again. Um, but I think at the heart of it is, I think it took me a long time to realize because that was just happening and it was just be natural. But I think at the heart of it was, I basically loved being creative and tried different things, um, all the time and although like coming from the background that i am like it was instilled in me oh you have to do this you have to get it you know it's either like a doctor or
1: uh an engineer lawyer
0: at the worst cpa right so i picked like the easiest of like you know what um i think i'll get a cpa go into the accounting finance route and Mm -hmm. honestly like it came naturally to me i was always very business oriented i enjoyed it so that was my practical uh, way into, you know, university and all that. Um, and I think very early on at the time, it did not feel like a blessing. But when I was in my, I would say second year of university, my dad calls me and he, there were financial issues. And he basically told me in that conversation that I'll have to fend for myself in that conversation. And life hit me like a, it was like a train just coming at you and you're just suddenly like a bubble burst completely um especially because i was surrounded by a lot of people who were from like wealthy families and coming into university with everything sorted out for them and i was in the middle i felt a lot of at that time i remember feeling resentment almost it's like man like you know like why am i in this situation just ungrateful
1: yeah that's true like Like, why didn't you get your stuff together (laughs) yeah Yeah.
0: Yeah. stuff like that right but very quickly i had to like you know get a job at university very thankful for that i got a job so I had to pay my own bills um, at the same time supporting my education. So that gave me a big value in basically like working for myself and getting financial independence. Um, so I basically got on my feet very early on, um, and it made me realize what it really takes and just the value of hard work and um, and honestly just be like uh, figure things out. Like taking on stress it was a very stressful time for me, um, and yeah. And, I don't know if I'm going on a
1: tangent. No, no, this is, this is helpful because I think what's incredible here is it wasn't that you always had money problems growing up. You actually live a very, lived a very privileged life from what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it was out of nowhere that, oh my God, going from this privileged, rich kid, everything taken care of, not rich, maybe like, do you get You get what I mean? Like everything mostly taken care of to, oh my God, uh, now I have to actually get a job, (laughs) you know? So it required a mindset shift and it actually says a lot about you because I mean, that could have taken the wrong turn too. You know I mean? You could have been like, well, too bad. I know I still have to figure this out. And I, you know, a lot of people do that. They take the wrong turn or, you know, it can produce a lot of mental health problems. uh, Yeah. And you kind of took on the very, I'm going to figure this out. So how did that translate into you starting TikTok?
0: Oh yeah. What pushed that? That, so that's university. I go out, I'm, Obviously, because of like my situation, I'm very practical focused, like I need to make an income, a stable living, like that's my priority. So there's no like signs of at that point, like I'm going to pursue something creative, but I'm going to do this or that. No, I'm going to get a nice job, corporate job, work my way up. That was the goal. Um, And it's funny, when I was coming out of university and talking to a lot of people, I was like, you know what, when I want to be 30, I want to have a six digit salary. You know, yeah. that was the goal. That was, yeah. that was literally what everyone would talk about. in Yeah. University. Yeah. And have a was,
1: house like, cottage, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, so it was like very set that way. Right. Um, I think in the last two to three years, I, I had this, I started listening to a lot of podcasts. Um, I just started doing a lot of reading. I got back into reading after a very long time, after an insane amount of long time, I would call it a hiatus. um I started like digging back into like, you know, learning because I realized even when I got my CPA, I wasn't happy. Like not that I wasn't like proud of like this accomplishment, but for me, it meant almost like it was like, yeah, it was a check mark Like when I got my CPA and that the ceremony, I didn't even let my mom come because I didn't think it was a big deal enough. Um, even though she was really excited, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go in for like, you know, a bit. Um, I didn't feel any sense of accomplishment or any contentment. Um, and cause it was like, this doesn't feel like this, this is it for me. Um, so a few, you know, years after that, I went on some trips. I went hiking in Peru, um, 2018. I went on an adventure in Colombia, and I think that kind of set like a, it almost set like a fire inside of me where I'm like, this is what I love doing. Like literally, this is where I become alive to a whole new sense, like being out of my comfort zone, um, hiking adventure. uh, Even like at the time when I went to Columbia, that was 2017, actually. And I think that's where it began. Uh, I broke up with my girlfriend at the time. I went to Columbia. I had a GoPro with me. I recorded the entire thing and I made like a video out of it. And at that time, there was no set platform for me to, you know, start creating content. I put it on YouTube, got bare views. You know, it was just my one-time content, but I really loved making that entire film as an experience, I had a lot of fun. And then, you know, work, I totally forgot about it. I went to Peru, I kind of did the same thing. And then what happened was um with TikTok, that's when like it just all came in together in a very interesting time because if you think about it, um, you know, TikTok was growing recently and then the pandemic happened. Um and when the pandemic happened, I was going through a lot of things in life, like from my personal life from coming off a long term relationship uh you know disappointing my family um and just i was in a kind of a dark place because um you know i was just having a lot of self-doubt about who i am like you know am i like a commitment for like you know stuff just a lot of internal reflection and and what really shifted my perspective was at the same time uh, suddenly the pandemic comes in and now I'm going through all of that. And now like, you know, COVID happens and like, I'm locked into my house. Um, so it was very, it started off in a very dark place almost, but I think that is where I decided that I'm basically going to change everything about my life. I'm going to disappear and just like work on myself. And at that time I was listening to Tim Ferriss, Gary Vee a lot and Gary Vee just kept on saying, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. Right. So I'm like, okay, I'll fire the app up and see what it's all about. Um, And it's funny, I have a 15-year-old sister. She's on TikTok and she thought it was really funny I was getting TikTok because it was like all the little kids using it at at the time. Right. That's when I basically just started experimenting um, and really talking myself to the fact that this is an experiment. Don't give a shit about what people think. You know, who knows where this is going to go. If like this millionaire media mogul is constantly saying do TikTok regardless of you want a business or grow your brand like who am I to be, be like no I won't do it it's just my own ego right so that's where it started like I just stopped giving a shit about just general judgment and all of that and that's where it began like in my house just making like stupid videos and that's where it started
1: right no and you know what the The cool thing there is that you always had the fire inside of you. Like, you know, it came and went in phases in your teens. You know, you saw that some bit of it in 2017 when you traveled. And, but it was just like that idea where you kept getting derailed because it was the idea that was nailed into you that corporate life, you need to first build a career, first become secure and stable. And I bet a lot of people can relate to that. It's just like they have the creative energy, they start a few projects. And then they end again, because again, it's like, oh, let me get that promotion first. Uh, Let me at least have six months of emergency funds first, you know, and then then I can think about this. But I think the pandemic hit on a really good time for you because you're like, you know what, I have nothing to lose. I can just start this process. And you spoke a lot about it was a dark place and you were already going through so many insecurities of your own when you were starting this process. What were, talk through some of the fears that you had when you started TikTok? Like what were some things you were scared of?
0: No, that's a good question because I think a lot of people go through those motions that I did. Um, And I think on the top of my list, if I was to take a step back is literally um, what, what people like people in my circle, like Closer circle with thing, not even like random strangers, but more like people who I know. You know, like people on my Instagram, my close friends. Um, you know, making TikToks is like it's almost like that would hold a lot of people back. And going one step further, what would people if they in my work you know circle see it? Um, so it was a lot of with The biggest one was fear of judgment. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it manifests in different forms for different people. Um, but I think that was, that would be on the top of my list. But once you completely take out the fear of judgment, I don't see any obstacles that would, that at least for me would have stopped me. And that's the only thing I had to talk myself through. Um,
1: yeah. yeah. What were you, what were you worried about? Like what kind of judgment? What would you, what were you worried that they would say? Or, well, how would that affect you?
0: No, it yeah, is. Yeah, no, no, That's those are good questions because okay. I don't think I've personally dug deep enough. Um, so it's a good conversation to have. Um, I think um, the way judgment unfolds is like people like talking shit behind your back, right? <laughs> yes. Um, Especially and, like the
1: brown culture, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so huge. Yeah. But it's funny, it's not even just the brown culture. Yeah. What I realized was, and I think me, we talked about this in our group where I had a WhatsApp group of my ex coworkers and they saw my TikTok and they were just like making fun of it uh, in the group chat. Right. So, and I'm not going to like, I'm not trying to name anyone or anything, but it's just an experience. Like that happens. And honestly, at that time it felt, it felt pretty shitty because yeah, it's
1: almost bullying, uh, you know, in a very like friendly ish way, you know, uh,
0: yeah, the thing with, yeah. The thing with guys is like, there's such a gray area where you just talk shit about each other. It's all fun and games. And then suddenly right. it tips over and becomes a little out of hand. Um, I'm as complicit when things get heated up, you know, we were talking up shit about e- each other. But I just, my biggest thing was like people doing it behind my back. And then I realized like, I don't like, what am I so scared of? Like, so what? Um, and that's where empathy came into play. Uh, I think that was the biggest, Mental model for me to really plow through this was like really empathy and realize um, a lot of people are fighting their own battles and all of this judgment, hate, whatever you want to call it, it's only there because people's lack of understanding of other people and also their own insecurities, and it's basically a reflection of you know how they see themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I really built into myself uh, was empathy it didn't come easy when like, you know, you guys are like arguing with each other, you know, guys versus guys. And, um, but I think that was the biggest thing I'm like, you know, I just got to remind myself, um, not everyone's going to understand you. And, you know, I know it seems trivial from the outside, um, all these small things. Um, but I know a lot of new creators don't even create because what their coworkers are going to think and it's a big problem like honestly yeah worse what their
1: family would think you know Uh, or their close friends or uh for me i remember when i started i was like people will start thinking i'm desperate i don't know why that was the case like you know Mm -hmm. like oh look at her trying so hard right and it doesn't even make sense like why would someone think that but it, it was it was a really big fear and it stopped me from creating um and you said something very interesting there. You said empathy, you know, yes. and you started understanding people's perspective and you started realizing that people say stuff behind your back or maybe to your face because they're really judging themselves um, and you tr- they don't understand your journey. How did you get to that level of maturity? Like mm-hmm. what, what were some of the things that you took that helped you get to that? Because not everyone has it.
0: Yeah, So during the pandemic, again, I was just consuming a lot. I was pretty much, you could say for two months, I was self-isolated in like my own little bubble, just like listening to podcasts, reading books, meditating. I was meditating for the first time almost every day, which I've never done, by the way. Um, I was using different things. And I was like, you know what? I'll give meditation a shot because everyone's talking about it. I need to try this out. So combination of everything, I just got a lot of uh, it started with a high level of self-awareness and then really realizing that, you know, Gary Vee would talk about it. Tim Ferriss would talk about it. All these books would talk about it. Um, and I realized like, you know, empathy is the game. Um, like I've heard that words for a long time, but I don't think I ever understood it till this year when I really had to like find tools to help me break through my own barriers. And I, so like, I I remember I have this exercise that I do on Sundays where I write down my week and everything, and I do a bit of like journaling. Um, So when I was at the peak of like my, I don't know what the hell is happening. I'm in a really bad place. That's the first time I did my journal. And the first thing I wrote on that was, I think it was like a kind of like a three tiered system I made for myself. And it was like empathy, gratitude. And I, what was the third word? It was empathy, gratitude, and um, I really can't remember the third word. I, th- I think it was humility. Okay. Um, and it kind of gave me like this lens of like what I'm going to resort to when, you know, shit is just tough and realize, okay, I'm going to gratitude. I'm going to think about how grateful I am for X things. Empathy, I'm going to use that to, you know, face all the judgment, hate, or, you know, dealing with other people. So, and that was one of the first things I wrote. And then I wrote it for myself, what that means for me. And since then, I just remind myself of that word a lot because I know it helped me then. It will definitely help me uh, whenever I face anything like that. And now it's become more automatic and less conscious. Mm-hmm. So you just got to practice it over and over again. And then suddenly it, now it doesn't faze me at all. And it's so empowering. Yeah, um, yeah but it took a lot of work.
1: Yeah, it speaks of the importance of intention before, like at first you have to intentionally start doing things and eventually they become second nature. Um, And, you know, you spoke a lot about Gary Vaynerchuk, big fan of him as well. I consume his podcast and I think his content is one of the biggest reasons I started producing. And then Tim Ferriss agreed. He breaks it down so much as well. So those are some really great uh, podcasts to consume when you start. And Amazing. you mentioned a bit about self-awareness. You said before you even started understanding empathy and started journaling where you broke it down for yourself, you became very self-aware. What did that look like for you? Like if someone wants to become more self-aware, what can they do to start becoming more self-aware?
0: Right. This is what I did, and it mm-hmm. wasn't intentional to be honest. It right. was more like I was just grasping at straws and was literally trying everything to help right. me at the at the time. And for me, it started with writing down my thoughts and scrutinizing them. So I told you, like, the first thing I did was, like, I opened a journal and I just started writing writing down my thoughts and doing that exercise because then you're looking at what you're writing and you're basically saying, hmm, why was I thinking that last week? Okay. And then once you see your thoughts, you watch The Watcher. And Mm -hmm. watch The Watcher is the most simplest way I can – basically describe what self-awareness means for me is watching the watcher. Uh, because usually we're doing the ads, you know, we're reacting to things, um, but really watching me react to things and be like, huh, why did you judge that person so quick? Did that make you feel good about yourself? Huh? That made you good, feel good about yourself. And then I just like called my bullshit out. It's like a conversation with myself uh, it started with journaling. Um, and then I, as I said, I started meditating a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of helped me as well. And I guess holding myself accountable to a lot of the things that I do and think about, and because the thing is like, whatever I want, um, I, I can talk about like people sending hate or judge me, but it starts with me not judging other people first. right? Right. Like, I love that. Right. So I had to be like, okay, you're not allowed to judge anyone. Right. And if you do, like, figure out why you did that. Um, So catching myself and then realize... And so once you do that and do it to yourself, then it becomes so easy to be like, huh, okay, you know, I empathize with that person and all that. It it starts within. And I really started, like, bringing self-awareness to what I want with my life and making sure that I have that in me before I even, like, you know, look at other people and try to figure out what they're doing. Um, Yeah. So...
1: And and I want to add that all of this stuff is extremely difficult at first and it, it still continues to be difficult. Like it's very difficult to sit down with yourself, write down your thoughts and then challenge them, you know. So it, it again speaks about the maturity level you did have and that you were willing to write down your thoughts and being like, all right, even though these are really dark thoughts, what can I do about it? So um, I get that because, I mean, I do it and I feel like at times it's very difficult for me. And but it's just like this is important. I know it's hard and I will do it anyway. So um We've we've spoken a bit about how you started this journey and I mentioned in the beginning that you're at 16,000 followers now. Is that something you expected or uh, wanted when you started TikTok Uh, and what has that done for you?
0: Right. May I brag I'm at 18,000 or 16? Oh,
1: (laughs) amazing. Amazing. Uh, 18,000. All right. My bad. um, Yes. Yes. All brags. And I'm I'm so proud of you for doing that. Um, um, Hello, folks. This is where I will end part one. If you want to listen to part two, go to episode 10. And I will see you all next week. You got this, beautiful. Hey, you. Thanks for listening to Spicy Chai. I really appreciate it. And to make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the podcast, The Obvious. And if you want to learn more, head over to marukimthiyaz.com. And until next time, my friend, hit the record button or, you know, the publish Lots of love from your favorite. You got this beautiful.